And welcome to the Heart Peace Podcast, your holistic relationship talk show for gamers. I'm your host, Master Wife. And I am Master Joe. Yes. And today we're going to be exploring more relationships. Yeah. Yes, we are. I got to say, the whole exploration of the relationship thing has been working out for me. Yes. And we have like some great special guests. Oh my God, you guys. I can't wait. Oh, oh my I God. I can't wait. Oh my God. So great. But before we begin and get into, you know, introducing our special guests, we're going to start with the major heart piece of the week. Yes. Yes. And I'm going to go first this time. Well, okay then. Yes. I thought that we were, I thought, all right. <laughs> I mean, I got to go last week, so I guess it's only fair. Well, you know, it's, it's the, be- well, it's not the beginning of the summer. We're already in the middle of the summer. It's Can you so believe hot. it? It's, it's so, so hot. hot. I don't know, it's like the temperature of other pla- Yes, but in North Carolina, there is no breeze. There is no beaches close by, so it's just hot and humid. Nope. It's yep. awful. Well, you know, along with that summer, my car was not running really well with the air condition, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, not in summer! It is like hot. It's burning. I'm melting." But <laughs> I am melting. <laughs> and Master Joe and I have not been able to get my car fixed. So, you know, Master Joe came to me one day saying that, you know what, since we haven't we haven't been able to get your car fixed, I'm gonna go without air condition in his car. Like wow, oh. until I got my car fixed. Oh my like, god. I was like, oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. You're willing to be sweaty for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Mm. Honey, honey, I will sweat for you. I'll sweat for you, girl. <laughs> but I thought that was so nice and so selfless of him, but he didn't really have to do that. But I did it, it was, though. It was I just, did it. It was a nice heart piece. It I, was nice. I did it. It was a nice heart piece. No one fake, because I actually did do it, though, and I don't want everyone to know. So, yeah. All right, cool. So what's your heart piece of the week? My heart piece of the week. Let me say, first of all, I'm, I'm surprised. Like That is the first heart piece that I have been a part of. For for you, and I think that's amazing. So I'm going to take that to the bank. It only took six episodes. Uh, <laughs> but at any rate, no. My major heart piece of the week is, well, you know, it's for me. Okay, this one is for me. And I think the people involved are going to be like, oh, wow, really? But, you know, it's for me. Um, Wednesday, Tuesday, I can't remember what day it was. But every once in a while, we try to have friends over to, like, you know, do You'd like to play games just to hang out. You know what I mean? Like, we're online all the time. So, all of our interactions are either through text or, you know, Twitter, or Facebook, or whatever. And, yeah, you really ever kind of see people and get down, mm-hmm. you know, on that, you know, one to one FaceTime relationship status. Yep. Uh, so, we try to invite friends over to just hang out with us and do things from time to time. And we got some folks together uh, to play coup. And, yep. and we not- had tacos. Yeah. And that that's the thing. You know, we had tacos. And, it was the first time in a very, very long time that we've had people over our house to play a game, and we also like hosted and made food, and everyone was eating, talking, sharing their lives, talking about their day, then playing games and having fun. Like it was a complete piece, you yes. know what I mean? So that's my major heart piece. That just made like I've been thinking about that. And I was like, man, I love my friends. Like that's just awesome. Yeah. So thank you guys for you all know who you are. Everybody that came out and. Uh, played cuckoo and got wrecked and wrecked uh, <laughs> a lot of wrecking wrecking <laughs> ralph uh but that was a lot of fun so thank you guys for just you know being cool and, and wanting to hang out with us man that's it means more than you know yeah. <laughs> friends ones we, we can depend on why did you go high like i don't know I just, pitch? I just felt i wanted to try okay thanks for letting me try keep trying wow the disrespect <laughs> All right, cool. Well, then, I think this is a perfect time to move on. (laughs) We are so very, very excited. Okay, so with us today, we have two amazing people. Um, If you guys have been following us on Facebook, Twitter, on theheartpeacepodcast.com, then you know that we have been recently just fascinated and completely enthralled and awestruck with this indie game called Apartment, A Separated Place. Uh, And we have two of the developers with us. Robin and Richard. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hey, everybody. Yay. Yay. So it, it's absolutely incredible. They've, they've kickstarted this game, uh, which was on Robin's like thesis project for school. Am I right? Yep. It was my USC Interactive Media's master's thesis. Uh, 
It's been going on for years now. <laughs> so, so this concept, you know, grew to be big. You guys started out in the school and then just blew it up and decided to do this Kickstarter. The Kickstarter got like a hundred, like more than a hundred percent funded. I think it was one thirty something like that, uh, and it was completely successful. We saw it in the end of May. I just, I don't mm-hmm. even know where I saw it from. I can't remember who tweeted it, but I saw it on my Twitter and I went to go check it out. Because they said something about how it's a game about relationships. like, oh, this is interesting. So I went to go see it. And I just watched the video. And I read through the campaign. I was like, oh, my God. And then I called Master Wife. I was like, yo, Master Wife, look. Um, I'm about to spend some of our money because we need to get this game. Yes, he did. At work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just left my cube. I was like, look. I know I got stuff to do right now, but this is way more important. We need to buy this now. That's uh, like it's so touching knowing that you feel that way about our game. Yeah, <laughs> you, it's awesome. you have no idea. You have no idea. So she, she I, I read it to her, and she was immediately just like, "Yes, get it now. Why have you not gotten it yet?" So we got it. We backed the project, and um, we just played through the demo yesterday. There's the video up on our website. You guys can check that out, listeners. Um, and I'll put a link for that at the at the bottom, but. It's our raw emotions. We played through the whole thing. So yes. absolutely ecstatic to have you guys on. This is super crazy. Well, thanks so much for having us. And thanks for backing us and playing our game. It was super fun to watch you play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we, yeah. We heard you guys that watched it. We were just like, oh, my God, did they watch it? <laughs> we're like, oh, my God, they're playing our game. <laughs> we, love we love watching people actually play the game. Aww. It's so cool. After being a student project where you're like, yeah, students and professors say it's good, but there are our peers and our professors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. outside perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this yeah, is the mainstream exactly. community, so... It's almost there's a funny like a, thing when you're there's a funny thing when you're making a game as a student and you kind of you're doing these things for class it's like a it's a project and then you kind of forget that this is for people that you have an audience of people who would be interested in your game and so these kinds of videos and all this like press and hype and stuff is really exciting for us really satisfying to know hey this idea that we came up with people actually really like it yes hmm. it's really awesome that is super freaking cool so all right we want to get into a couple things with you guys First of all, uh, since, of course, you've made this game about relationships, and, and we'll get more into the, um, the backstory and the inspirations and all the juicy bits, as we like <laughs> to call them, in part two uh, of the podcast here. But for right now, let's, let's just go here. Do you all remember your very first crush, boyfriend, or girlfriend? Oh, yeah. do you want to remember (laughs) yeah do you want to remember all right richard you 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 popped off on that one buddy what's the story okay all right so uh this was in i guess it wasn't my very first one but this was the one that sort of what became like a thing so it was like 10th grade which is pretty late i guess but um, so she actually asked me to go to the prom oh. with her, which was like, I was like not expecting anything at all. I was like single. I didn't have any plans. I was just going to go and like have fun with friends. So uh, she asked me to go to the prom. And uh, what's funny was another friend of mine had a crush on her that like, oh. <laughs> so oh, no. she asked me and I said, yes. And so we, we were like, I got all dressed up and we were going and then like he shows up and he's got this bouquet of flowers <laughs> and I'm there with like at my suit right and mm-hmm. I'm like with her and then he comes over and hands her the flowers and oh god oh. I felt so like so bad because I didn't tell him that oh yeah uh <laughs> we're going to the prom together <laughs> oh no, oh, no. Massive, like, embarrassing moment for me. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's totally something you would do, Richard. Uh, <laughs> the, thing about, the thing about Richard is you'll just be like, oh, what about that thing? And he'll just be like, oh, this thing. And you'll be like, why, would you, why didn't you mention it to me? Like, what? <laughs> that is really a change in all these years. <laughs> right? Oh, you know, that's Richard. It's like just pulling your own little jingle in sitcom. That's so Richard. Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, uh, let me. I'm, I'm gonna go next, just just to you know get the boys out of the way here. Um, his legendary boys first. <laughs> Whenever it comes to like old crushes and stuff, the boys always seem to go first. You notice that? It's yeah. a weird thing. Uh, but okay, so not tenth grade for me, Richard. I, I started real early, man. I came out of the womb equipped. Okay, <laughs> I was ready to go. Uh, kindergarten. 
there was a girl. Uh, I grew up in D.C., and it's incredibly diverse up there. So my first crush slash girlfriend was a tiny, tiny uh, Hispanic girl who I cannot remember what her name was, but we were in kindergarten. We went to uh, the school gym. They were going to teach us all how to roller skate. And before they taught us all how to roller skate, uh, we had a moment where we're putting on our little, you know, roller skates or whatever on our feet. I hate those things. I much prefer roller blades. I always trip whenever I use roller skates because they have to break right in the toe. It's like, what is this awful design? Um, but we're sitting down and I was like, hey, you like my skates? And she said, yeah. And then she just leans in and kisses me on the cheek. And I was like, bruh. Oh, my God. I don't understand what's happening right now because I don't have that much testosterone in my body. But this is cool. This is amazing. And like all the other boys at the time were, of course, in like, oh, guys, he got cooties. I was like, um, excuse me. Could you? I didn't catch that. Could you? Um, could you run that by me again? Yeah, right. Your, boy, your voice just like lowers. Like, oh, <laughs> it was amazing. Then we just went and did the funky chicken dance and skates and, you know, everything was good. So you, were, so you were like, you like my skates, so these are the skates that, like, they gave you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They give me, I totally work the system. <laughs> Provide awesome. skates, wow. I will do the rest. That's basically the moral of the story. <laughs> That's hilarious. So we got the ladies now. Hmm. I know Master Wife stories. Of course, I don't know Robin's stories. Oh, man, I don't even remember my story. Uh, <laughs> actually, that, that actually reminds me, though. I think I did have a, I had a kindergarten boyfriend. Mm. His name was Kevin. Oh, you And remember. I remember he made me kiss him on the bus, and he gave me a bracelet that my mom freaked out over because she wasn't sure if he was supposed to have given it to me. Oh. <laughs> and I don't really remember anything out about, else about the relationship except to, like, in first grade the next year. I just remember being really hostile towards each other and, like, making faces in the hallway. That was, yeah. like, the end of that. <laughs> I think that's how it works. Like when a when a girl likes a boy in like elementary school and whatnot, like you just kind of kick them and like make faces at them and be well, really no, no, mean this, and this awful. This one went from like nice to like progressively downhill. Apparently. Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure why, but yeah. oh. I'm gonna hold on to that when we talk again in part two. <laughs> that's funny. Kevin. Well, all the listeners at home, they might not know this story, but this is something very close to home that Master Joe may know. Wait. So. Wait a minute. <laughs> so prior to yeah. us dating, you know, I had a crush on Master Joe and he was pretty cool, you know. And so, you know, I would like hang out with him and all those things. And then one day I decided to ask, you know, so what are we? Oh, my God. <laughs> and he said, you're like a sister to me. Why you gotta be like that? And I was like, what? I was like, what in the world? What type of response is that? Why do you even have to bring that up? (laughs) I didn't know what to say. But he said at the time that he didn't want to make a decision at that time. So that was the best decision he could come up with. Richard, Richard, she cornered me, bro. She cornered me. She was like, you need to, you need to make a decision right now. And I wasn't Reggie. I don't know. That's like, that's, I guess that's as diplomatic as you can get. Yeah. Like, I don't know that there's any mo- anything better you can say. And it's not a great thing to say, but... Well, it's an know. awful thing to say. <laughs> yeah. It's like the last thing a girl wants to hear. <laughs> it's terrible. It's so terrible. <laughs> Word. Well, 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 I'm sure we'll... Uh, have to discuss this at the water cooler with all of our amazing co-workers uh in the morning so, yeah this was a great idea joe let's do more of that in the future um cool well before we break we got one more segment for you guys uh and this is our boost or break segment uh you listeners at home knows how this goes we're gonna ask uh richard and robin just a couple questions and then they will either use the boost to get through if it's something they think is a good idea or they will use the break to um Avoid veto it. Everything in the world. So today, since, uh, of course, they have created this game, Apartment, a Separated Place, and it's all centered around relationships, we thought it would be cool to hypothesize a scenario in which they would choose whether or not to date a video game character. Uh, So we've got a little tiny list here of some very recognizable video game characters, um, and we will ask you all... (laughs) 
if you would consider going on a date with him. Now, going on a date, that means just going out to have some fun with this character with the you know potential that it may or may not lead anywhere. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, good, good. Would you, basically, would you go out to get drinks with said person? So, all right. Um, video game characters. This is, all right, this is going to be so stupid. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Number one on the list, starting off with oh a bang. Gosh. And either one, I guess you both can answer. Um, <clears throat> Sephiroth, boost or break? Uh, the one-winged break. angel of <laughs> fantasy. Seven. Wait, really? Those long I can't say anyone with hair that's Come better on. than mine. <laughs> that's why I would boost. <laughs> yeah, you should go for it. But as a girl, I gotta have better hair. <laughs> Wait, so Robin is breaking because Sephiroth has better hair than her. And Richard is boosting because Sephiroth has better hair than him. Luscious silver locks. Is, they're amazing. Oh, How my do you gosh. Them in order? <laughs> Maybe, he Maybe he just spends so much time on his hair and you never see him on this date, Richard. That is true. Good way to think. That is He's amazing. Just hair up in a bun. <laughs> in a bun? Family and does it for cinematic bits, you know? Oh, my god! That is the most amazing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> well, Robin, maybe you can help him do his hair so it won't take as long. Yeah, you know. I don't know how to do hair. <laughs> I'm just going to brush through it, guys. <laughs> Robin's, Robin's morning routine is like five minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> five minutes? Really? That's that's yeah, shorter than much. mine. Pretty I'm, accurate. Yeah. I'm doing the whole like high top fade thing, so I have to pick mine out real good. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah, I just wash my face and go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, nobody got time for that. All right, moving on to the next character. This person has been making quite the splash, pun intended, uh, in the world of Nintendo. Squid Girl, boost or break? Hmm. You know, I'm ashamed to say I've never actually seen Squid Girl. Oh, man, you've got to Google Squid Girl. She is from uh, Nintendo's most recent and newest IP, Splatoon, and uh, she's getting way more love than Squid Boy is. Um, uh, actually, uh, you might not want to Google it because she's really getting way more love than Squid Boy. Yeah, is. don't Google she's it. <laughs> so I would say boost because man, wouldn't it be really fun to like go play paintball or something yes. with Squid Girl? That would be yeah, a super awesome. badass date. Yeah, you, you were doing it yeah. right. You were doing it right. I, I get drinks with her. She looks cool. Absolutely, paintball gun thing going on there. Why <laughs> not? <laughs> I used to play paintball, like really amateur league paintball, but it's it's part of my glory days. So when I talk to the children and I tell them about how the world was, I, I tell them about <laughs> my paintball days. Back in, back in the paintball wars. Yeah. Yeah. So does that make her your video game ultimate date? Ooh, see, yeah. Richard, mm. she's she's putting me on the spot. She's putting me on the how it works. <laughs> yes, you know, man. Yes, no way <laughs> She's like a sister to me. She's like a squid sister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Reggie. All right, cool. Let's bring it back with another iconic character. Link, the hero of time. We're going to go with the man version from uh, Ocarina of Time. Uh, since, you know, he's generally a young boy in most of his games, and that just wouldn't be right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the hero of time, grown man Link. Booster break. So, Link was my second crush, so absolutely. Oh, man. Really, <laughs> Robin. So, wait, well, second crush behind behind Kevin? Behind Kevin. <laughs> Kevin ranks higher than Link? Or just in the, <laughs> no, 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 no. In the just order? In terms of timeline. Okay, yeah. just in the timeline. I, I was a 90s kid, so, you know, I was pretty older-ish by the time Ocarina came out. Was that the first Zelda game you played? Uh, as one of the few ones my brother let me watch because he <laughs> hogged the N64. <laughs> On behalf of all boys, I apologize. <laughs> I'm well, so you know, sorry. It's in your so. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is awesome. Alright, what about you, Richard? Hero so of time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to break on this one. Oh I don't my think god! Be, I don't think he'd be very good conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it only goes so far when he literally won't say anything to me. But Richard, he has his own pony. Richard, <laughs> we can ride on the pony for a while, and then we'll say our goodbyes and we're done. That's like, that's not a great date. Like, I could ride ponies anytime. Maybe he'll look at you with your eyes, with his eyes. <laughs> Why <laughs> did I he's not? He's a musician, think of that. Richard. Come on. <laughs> he plays so many instruments. Oh, he'll just, instruments he'll just play his played. ocarina and then reverse time, and we'll have never met. <laughs> he's got yes. the he's got the flute 
in uh, the earlier Zelda games. Uh, he's got the ocarina. He's got the harp. Uh, he's got the like freaking grass whistle from Twilight Princess. Very true. That's very true. Well, actually, thinking about it, that he'd be a good listener than a good speaker. Yeah, there is that. Like yeah. he would, he would listen the crap out of your stories. <laughs> you got a hard day at work. You can just come and tell old Link about it. And I guess if you need anything, he'll just go on a quest for you. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no shortage of money. Just keep the pots handy. Oh. <laughs> uh, you couldn't keep any crockery around. That's true. No. <laughs> yeah. Take out every night. Take out. <laughs> All right. Last one for the booster break segment. This has been hilarious. So yes. maybe this wasn't as stupid as I thought. Go, Joe. All right. Um, <laughs> her game will be coming exclusively to Xbox One uh, this year later. And we're all very upset about this, I think. But Laura Croft, uh-huh. boost or break. And we're going to go with. Like Laura Croft in her entirety, uh, she's been very different. Uh, the modern version and mm-hmm. then the reboot, and then like classic Croft, um, which just wants to kill you. So, all versions of Laura Croft all rolled into one boost or break. I don't know if you can roll them all into one because there's like pointy boob Laura Croft and non pointy boob <laughs> yeah, Laura Croft. It's all about like... it's all about your preference, you know. <laughs> I, it's not like I, I don't like the like bolted on polygonal boobs, but at the same time, like, well, it's also like going on a date with Angelina Jolie. Yeah. So she was Laura Croft. Yeah, I forgot about that. There's Jeez. the movie version. I would do Angelina Jolie over Laura Croft. Considering Laura Croft was a little bit uh, like considering they're considering they're one and the same, I'm gonna have to boost. <laughs> Rich is like, I see the options, and I don't see why I should break on this endeavor. Seems to be a win-win for me. I don't always use the boost, but when I do. <laughs> that is hilarious awesome uh shoot i pff, yeah not much else you could say about that yeah. freaking good stuff okay cool well then yeah. excellent first half i would say very comical. hilarious first half <laughs> <laughs> the most comical first half we've had uh we'll get round to part two getting some of the nitty-gritty uh in-depth inspiration behind apartment, apartment. a separated place uh, so, so much fun we had that demo and so many questions that we would love to ask you guys. But of course, that's going to have to wait. After this break. Hey, listen. E3 is finally here and with it comes more big announcements and promises of amazing experiences and revolutionary gameplay that will blow your mind. That's what they said last year, right? And the year before that? Wouldn't it be great if we could see which games actually lived up to the hype and which ones will leave us with gamers remorse? Well, now you can. Introducing the Ears of Truth from Sheikin Industries. Improving on their success from their first product, the Lens of Truth, the Ears of Truth can be used to hear the true meaning behind any audible sound. No magic meter required. Simply place this stylish pair over your ears to filter out all the flowery language and hear the truth. Using the Ears of Truth, a line like this. Our story is rich and our gameplay is dynamic. When you play our game, you'll literally feel like you're in a space opera. May actually be heard as this. We'll be releasing bits of the story as premium DLC throughout the game's life. Gameplay's gonna feel somewhat mediocre and very repetitive. When you play our game, you're probably gonna ask, why am I still playing this? Or something like this. We have a very strong lineup full of fantastic AAA and indie titles going into this holiday season. Might be heard as this. Most of what you've seen here today will actually be delayed into 2016, but we'd really like you to pre-order everything now. The Ears of Truth is also useful for deciphering difficult song lyrics, making sense of those tricky meetings at work, and for understanding what your wife really means when she tells you to take the trash out. And you don't need a giant's wallet to purchase the Ears of Truth. For a limited time, the Ears of Truth is available for the low price of 999 rupees. If you order in the next five minutes, we'll throw in a second pair of the Ears of Truth that you can give to a friend. After all, it's dangerous to go alone, right? Don't let this year's E3 leave you with gamer's remorse. Hear the truth with the Ears of Truth. She can introduce the courage to do listen responsibly. Your discretion is advised, and this product isn't real. We cry every time. And welcome back to the Heart Peace Podcast, where we've been talking with the developers of Apartments of a Place, Robin and Richard, about <laughs> first crushes and all kinds of shenanigans with video game characters that we would or would not date. Uh, now we're going to get into some of the uh, backstory of the game that they made, uh, which is really freaking incredible. 
uh, I want to go ahead and just read off the description right now uh, of the game for those of you who may not know anything that we're talking about right now. Uh, so the game is called Apartment Separated Place, and it's about the story of Nick Connor, who has just gotten dumped. His girlfriend of four years has left him behind, and you as the player now are tasked with the uh, ability to explore the wreckage of their relationship by uncovering the memories scattered throughout their apartment. That's going to get really like DBZ on this for a second. Venture outside to visit his neighbors, a lost daughter, a widow, an unfaithful lover. Mm. Strangers living within a single apartment complex enter their apartments, their lives, their relationships, their innermost thoughts in a series of surreal, textual, poetic vignettes. <laughs> yeah. Coming up next, apartment two. Apartment Madison. two. <laughs> Madison goes cross country, breaking the hearts of men all over the world. <laughs> Wait a minute! Did we just get the the reveal of the sequel for apartment? Yes. I think we did. Oh man, word! It's getting juicy already. Yeah. So yeah, just drop that bomb right now. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Thanks, Quake. So you know we've been we were able to play the demo, which was really great. So freaking good! Yes, it was so awesome. So, so we wanted to know like what inspired you guys to like start this game or create this game. Oh man! So this game started and was it? What did we decide? Twenty twelve GDC twenty twelve. We were driving back from GDC to LA. Um, and we were like, oh, it'd be really cool if we made this game that was about, like, breaking out of your routine, and maybe you're in a relationship, and maybe you're settling in it, so maybe you spend a week wandering around this apartment complex and talking to people and getting their perspective on your relationship, and at the end of the week, you can decide if you stay or leave it, and then you repeat the loop, and it's like Majora's Mask and Groundhog Day, but for relationships. <laughs> you just, like, said was... two of my favorite things in the whole world, Majora's Mask and Groundhog Day. <laughs> I know! So that, that's why we were like, this is the best idea ever. Oh my no gosh. All makes sense now. I know why I love this game so much. <laughs> well, so then I was going to say, actually, we spent a couple, like a semester or two tinkering with that idea and came up with a game that we were just like, oh, it's, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. We just need to burn this and start over. <laughs> so, so that version of the game, you were playing as the girl in the relationship, and we didn't have names for the characters. So you, know, you could choose your gender, Richard. We just didn't get We didn't get to that part. So yeah. that was the intention. Yeah. So um, you got to choose their names. So we were hoping, oh, you'd put your name in and your significant other's name in. Then you'd play your own lives out in this like fictional world. Um, And so it was one part um, sort of branching narrative where you're sitting at the dinner table and having this really awkward dinner conversation with your SO, which is like you're kind of teetering on the edge of like breaking up or staying together. Mm-hmm. So you're working through all of these issues and there's a lot of passive aggression going on. And then that conversation ends and you get to explore the apartment. Um, and it's totally free form. You get to see your neighbors. Up. Oh, may have go through their routines oh, and all this go. stuff. So that was the idea. We built it and then we found out, Oh, what was that? Oh, it, it cut up for a little bit, but yeah, that's Skype. Oh, okay. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. yes we can hear you clearly right. now. We can hear you loud and clear. <laughs> All right. So um, so we built that game where uh, – a prototype kind of, of it. Part of it. <laughs> yeah. So where you would have a conversation. You, you're talking to your SO, and they're saying things you get to choose from menu. It turned out it was really, really boring. Um, oh. There was not a lot of impetus to you know, explore, to, to delve deeper into the relationship – there was a lot of small talk, like actual dinner conversation has a lot of small talk, and mm-hmm. so we had to write that all out, and you'd have to sit through it. And mm-hmm. it was just not a fun thing. So we decided we'd revisit the entire thing and start off with, well, the players need something that will push them forward, give them an impetus to really want to play and mm-hmm. understand these characters. So we decided, okay, let's scrap that idea. Um, now it's a game where the breakup has happened. It has just happened, and what do you do then? So you're no longer going through the rigmarole of, are we going to break up? Are we going to say it's just, you're done, and now what? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. No wishy-washiness. Being no wishy- <laughs> What are we? Yeah. Robin, you're never going to let that slide, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's nothing I love more than an ongoing joke. So thank yeah. you, Robin. I'm a big fan of ongoing jokes. So, I mean, relationally, uh, as far as it comes back to, you know, kind of the, the podcast and everything that we've, you know, put together here to talk about... It's interesting because everything you just said, the whole, I mean, the distancing, the the whole like finagling, the back and forth, the wish wash, it's something that we have 
all been through, you mm-hmm. know, and as gamers, that's one thing I feel like that we struggle with on an extra, I mean, not to make a game related pun, but a different level than other people. Um, <laughs> because so much of our interaction is around, you know, these things that we enjoy with each other. Like if you break up and you're, you know, in a game, how can you be friends, you know, afterwards if like all you did together was you know play play call of duty or play mmo or you know your all interaction was around that like being in that apartment being nick and looking in the family room uh one of the things we know is it's it's just so well designed by the way i mean it's very realistic for what you would expect an actual apartment to look like um and also the thoughts like that's going through like nick's mind and as you explore the other characters that live within the apartment like those are different like, I guess they're all relatable in some way or somehow, not even just in yourself, but also you may see your friends may be going through that as well. So that was really like, in, I guess, very like, it really made the story like grasp my attention and my oh, emotions. Yeah. It, it, it just like, it grabs you by the face and it's like, <laughs> look at this, yes. <laughs> look and feel. And you're like, oh my God, I'm feeling uh, all the feels. Yeah, so <laughs> many. But it's funny. It's funny because with a game like this, um, you'd think, "Oh, it's it's a narrative game. There's no. It's not like there's a war going on, and you make choices about life or death situations. Yeah. It's all very everyday. Yes. And so the whole thing is like, how do we make it interesting? How do we make it compelling to to want to go into these worlds, into these characters' minds? And so it's really like, it's really awesome to hear that you guys really got into the story. Yeah, it, that was like our major goal. Oh, it rips you, man. Yeah, and it's like you see the happy moments like within each character's life, but you also see um, the not so the good, horribly sad, you know, <laughs> you dark know, moments and that like everyone has. You know, we use social media like Facebook and these other like type of. Um, Instagram. Yeah, communications and we're talking to people and we usually we always see like these happy pictures of other people's lives but we don't sometimes we don't really think about like what that person may be going through. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like Nick's perspective like what are these other people in their relationships? How are they doing and how does it relate to mine? And, yeah. And you so, know, piggybacking on that point like uh when we were reading the text like after after you go through the first little bit of Nick's apartment and you get into the courtyard for the very first time and you're able to look around at the text of, and see what your neighbors are about, that is kind of like what you're saying. This this face level, you know, surface level uh, visual of what this person's about. So we're looking and we see that you know Rose. Okay, this is an author. Oh, Madison got an autograph from her. Okay, okay, this is Jim. Oh, he's from out of town or he's moved here and he's new. Okay, cool. Here's you know William and May. They're, oh, a sweet adorable old couple. And you can actually look into their apartment. It was one of my favorite parts where I looked into the apartment and I just saw and I'm like, yeah, oh, this is the old couple because they have a tube <laughs> TV. They've got that grandfather clock. And They've got that little like that little chair. Yeah, the tea set and the little chair that had like the the freaking footstool that was separated from the chair. Like everyone's he grandma very had detailed. that. He noticed everything. You know, yeah, everyone's grandma had that. And then, um, of course, John Lewis is always traveling. You're like, oh, I don't know what he's about. And then you you get in there, and the first one that we checked out was William and May. And I, I want to get into a little bit of this, this segment here. What was the inspiration for William and May and like the whole reason of why you guys decided to start telling that story, you know, from what we've seen in the demo anyway, the way that you are? Yeah, and abstractly, and it was really, it was really nice. So it's uh, kind of two different things. Um, one of our other teammates, Raghav Bashal, is largely in charge of May's story. Mm. Uh, for his thesis project um, in the undergrad interactive program at USC, he wanted to create, um, play around with transitions in games. Mm-hmm. So every single part of May's story oh. is all about transitions, and he kind of engineered the primary story with me just kind of helping out and working on art a little bit. Um, so the like the the maze are very very surreal more so than most and least visually I think, mm-hmm. um, and then the other part of it is story wise. Um, I was responsible for the initial foundation of all these characters, and May is actually based off of my grandmother and granddad. Um, I had to guess there was some kind of personal <laughs> in there somewhere because the writing is just yeah. too good. You know, it's it's too it's not generic. A little bit. It's it's pretty funny because uh, so my my grandmother passed away many years back from um, pancreatic cancer, but she and my granddad had met when they were like sixteen and seventeen on a cable car in San Francisco, 
And my granddad mm-hmm. always tells the story about how he saw her and he knew that was it Aww. and it was true love and he'd bring her baked goods and like try to get her uh, angry Chinese mom around um, <laughs> on his side. And, you know, he went he went off to World War II and came back and they got married. So it's like he oh always has this crazy epic love story. Holy crap. That's bit. so amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. I feel so bad about everything. <laughs> Nothing is in my life is that great. <laughs> Well, you know, they say that, but if you talk to my, my mom or her sister about the relationship, they're just like, oh, they were always bickering, and they were constantly bickering. It's really <laughs> funny. But, you know, ever since she's passed away, he's totally been at loose ends. But unlike the May in our game, he's um, he's a super downer. <laughs> oh. We love him, but, you know, you'll just be like, how, how are you doing? And you'll just be like... I'm hanging in there, and you'll be like, you're watching a movie and hanging out with all these other old people, and you're very clearly enjoying yourself. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah, awesome. very, that's, yeah, the, the, the trend, well, now that you said that about the, the whole transitions, like, it's very, very apparent, especially in May's story, um, where, you know, you're in, you're in, you're walking in one scene, you're on a boat in another, you're in a car when it first starts, and then, like, it almost reminds me of Up from Pixar, just the way that they told the first, like, five, ten minutes of that with no text, just all visual, all transitions and scenery and, you know, just painting that whole picture. Um, you can almost get the sense of it without all the text, you know? I mean, the text certainly helps to drive it all home. But the way that those transitions work, it's like, holy crap, man. It's 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 really incredible how they did that. Yeah. Yeah, we got did an awesome job. And it gets, I think, the second and third parts are even stronger. Like, I think the first part is... Uh, definitely the the weakest since it was the very first one he did. So, well, if that's the weakest, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. that. If that's the worst one, we're in for a real thrill. <laughs> Not bad. Okay, so let's move on to. Uh, oh my gosh, probably Jim. Yeah, I'll. Yeah, I'll. Drip. How did you Drip. know? Okay, Jim. Jim's a fun one. How did you know? That's like my second favorite one. <laughs> you know me so well. Yeah, I just love that you're not only exploring kind of romantic relationships, but like <clears throat> plutonic relationships, like yes. with Jim and his sister, yes. as well as your own individual challenges that you have, such as moving away to a distant place and feeling all alone and trying to start all over. And do you have the strength to start all over? And you know, so I thought that was pretty cool with Jim. Yeah, today especially, you know, we're we live in a very entrepreneurial or entrepreneurialistic. I can't talk. We like to do things ourselves. Um, we like to be self-made nowadays, and you kind of have to be in a way. So I think a lot of people can relate with that whole thing of wanting to just like pick up and go. Like I don't know how many times I've thought I just want to pick up and just go out west. You know, be in California. That's where all the creatives are and everything. Clearly, that's where you guys are being creative and stuff. Not jealous, <laughs> by the way. <clears throat> just want to get that out of the way. Um, but yeah, and just and just doing that and doing cross country, and it's a really great look, just kind of into the part of it that you don't always see, you know. And like the, I remember being in Florida for a time. We talked about this the first episode of our podcast, where for a bit there, Master Wife and I had to kind of be in this long distance relationship for the first time. And that was a transition. It was weird. Uh, I wasn't around my friends, and I had my brother there, which was great. And I was working, and you know, I was active. I had something to do. But just being in a new place and like just making new friends and, and trying to make that work is so different. Yeah, and it was really different because we were like together in college and then we had to transition to a different place. So it was like something different. We had to like learn how to work in this new environment. Yeah, so. I can definitely relate with some of the loneliness uh, uh, that, that's reflected in Jim's story. Uh, just like the, I don't know, like the distraction, like the drip. I don't know why. And I don't know how you guys... That's probably like the biggest achievement of this game is how you all managed to capture the essence of an annoying drip from a faucet in text. Oh, man. How? Who was responsible like, yeah, for that? Yeah, what made you think of the drip? Like, oh man. So, so Jim was Jim's story was the first one that we worked on after we dumped the old idea that was boring. Oh, and Jim's was so, the first. Jim was the very first one that we worked on, and that's why it's, it's a pretty simple one. You just walk around and a few things happen. Um, so the drip is a really interesting little detail that we thought of. Robin, Robin came up with it based on an old, like, Looney Tunes cartoon. Partially based, partially based, on, based that. on that. No. And then, like, 
Which so one? Because you guys don't um, even know how big of a fan I am of Looney Tunes. Yes. Had an old VHS tape my parents recorded. It's Donald Duck trying to sleep and his <gasps> kitchen faucet is dripping. No, I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> about. Everyone, that one. It's really good. Oh, yeah, something about the atmosphere. Um, I also have a shower that drips pretty constantly. <laughs> so, so, I mean, like, it, lonely spaces are something that's... It's really hard to get across how like a space can be lonely like yeah. we can build out the environment we can we can say here's a chair the walls are laid out this way and we can do level design but nothing really gets across a sense of loneliness it just looks empty and so the fact that the drip is this constant annoyance this constant presence that's just is no matter where you look it's there yeah. it's echoing it's, and you can hear the sound you can see the text that was like once we came up with the drip idea, we were like, "This is perfect. This is how we can get across." He's not even unpacked. It's a hollow yes. place, yeah. uh-huh. and this yes. this text really hones in on that feeling. Um, it's also really interesting, like the the moving away, the you know going from coast to coast kind of thing, long distance relationships. I think most people, a lot of people have had that experience, whether it's like leaving for college or, you know, moving to a different city or state. Um, Jim's story is definitely one that we took inspiration from our own lives from Mm. pretty heavily. I mean, it's not, it's not like we were incredibly depressed, Um, (laughs) but um, like we, we all went to grad school and we all had to uproot ourselves and, you know, go to USC that's in Los Angeles. It was my first time being in Los Angeles. Um, and so we, like our, our um, cohort was like 15 people, 16 people. Mm-hmm. And so we were all just like put together in this place and we were all totally new to it. Um, and we were fortunate that we had these classmates that became our friends. Built-in friends. Yeah. Yes, built-in friends. <laughs> but, but Jim didn't. And so we kind of, we were trying to think of, like, how could it have gone otherwise? Yeah. What's that experience of loneliness like? Especially if you're the sort of person who does have a lot of friends. And the backstory of Jim, which we don't get across so much in, like, we did a lot of writing. And so <laughs> writing, there's a lot of, like, backstory which doesn't show up in the game. Jim is actually a pretty extroverted guy. He, mm. he likes, he's kind of a people pleaser in a little way. He mm. likes to... He likes to make people happy. He likes to hang out and, and do fun things. And he's moved to this place where he has no connections at all. And so this is why he's having so much trouble. That makes yeah, so in much sense. In my head, he always like hung out with the popular crowd, but wasn't like the queen bee type. But was always yeah. somewhere in that cluster. And uh. so he just kind of naturally fits in. And now that he's to figure out how to actually put effort into fitting in, you know, it's hard. <laughs> so you guys have unlocked a key in my my uh, my vault. Of, my, of Master Ooh. Joe's past. What uh, do we win? Come on, one, Reggie. Um, <laughs> all hands trip paid to nothing town. Uh, it's so I. My dad works for the government or worked for the government. Uh, so we had been very stable. Like we were really blessed not to have to get uprooted and moved a lot. But he did take a position that required us to move, and it split my high school years and two so i spent two years in dc and then i moved and based on that description i was jim i'm you know very much so an extroverted kind of i I get charged off uh interactions with people like that powers me up you know to be uh the type of person i like to be if i'm not around people for like an extended period of time i just get really like and you know i you know it's like i drained and stuff uh but i was you know like you say not super popular but i was the drum major of the marching band so people knew who i was uh, and i was seen and you know all that type of thing um but then when i moved i didn't know anybody and you know i hooked into a couple you know networks where i could you know be friends with people in, in the band and whatnot at the new school but yeah it was it was weird and i definitely noticed there was a change in my entire like person and my entire personality my entire way of being and my mannerism in that i kind of became a different person in a way not not bad not like a worse version of myself but it wasn't the same and and hearing you guys is like you know oh yeah. that's why because i didn't have the people to feed off of you know i didn't have the people to to you know charge so 
That makes me sound like a vampire, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need more souls. <laughs> I must feed. <laughs> God, I'm thinking of that that, uh, that villain from um, Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man cartoon now. Well, I must feed. I hunger. <laughs> well, I mean, like, apartment... I like to say that apartment is a game about connection and separation. And, uh... Mm-hmm. I mean, the name, like, we thought so hard about the name, Apartment. It's, mm-hmm. Apartment is yeah, with literally the bullets. a separated place. Yeah, so Apartment as in apart. And each of these characters is, finds themselves somehow apart from someone or everyone, in mm-hmm. Jim's case. And so the, the sort of defining thing about Apartment and the story is that everyone here experiences that apartness, that loneliness of in some way and each one is a different kind of separation mm-hmm. um and nick like gets to explore all of these things and all of these stories sort of roll back into his story in interesting ways so that was kind of how everything was structured for us as we were you know coming up with the concept for the game nice. who who is nick Nick is a comic artist. <laughs> well, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the inspiration for Nick. Who, who is Nick? Like in in essence, you know, where we have Jim is is you know the person who's moved, and we get that Nick's backstory. You know, for all degrees and purposes in the game, doesn't really exist. It's, it's told for you. It's it's um you know he's been in this relationship and he's not you know broken up. He's single again and trying to figure that out. But but who is Nick? You know, you mentioned that everybody has a backstory in the game. Uh, what's like kind of the inspiration behind that character? Uh, I wouldn't say there is much of an inspiration, actually. It, it's mm. funny. So it, it's pretty funny. So yeah, so like Nick and Madison are both their own people, clearly. But it, for apartment, we're telling about you're telling you who they are in the context of the relationship that was and no longer is. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, we, I kind of I know his personality. I know a little bit about his background. Um, he doesn't really have a clear past story before Madison, though. Hmm. So, like, Nick and Nick and Madison are actually maybe the least fleshed-out characters of all of them, mm-hmm. um, which is, it's really interesting. Like, the, the original version of the game, we gave you these kind of, like, hollow shells of characters that you play as, so you can insert yourself into the game, and we kind of kept a little bit of that. So, Nick, he's definitely, like, he's an artist, um, he's, uh, he's a very laid-back guy, and you get all of these, like, little personality traits, you get his quirks, and you see that for Madison as well. But they're really there to, I guess... To be you. To be you. (laughs) To, to like, help you reflect on your own life and your own circumstances. They they have an interesting story, but the story that they're telling is really your story. Yeah, they have no overwhelming specific traits. Like, Nick, I think, has siblings. Madison is an only child. Mm -hmm. Madison's family believes in figuring out uh, jobs that you you feel passionate about, whereas Nick's family is still the, like... There's work and there's play, and they don't have to be the same thing. And that kind of just shaped who they are. But these are kind of common belief systems and common traits um, that I think people can identify with easily. So Nick and Madison are really kind of archetypal characters, where the neighbors are more fleshed out people. The neighbors are pretty darn specific, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they make up a good chunk of the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, why did you make Apartment? And, like, what do you want people to gain from playing your game? Richard, we made it. She's, put, she's putting uh, you on the spot. <laughs> no wish wash. No wish. No wish wash. <laughs> well, I don't know. I thought the game was like a sister to me. You go, Robin. All right. So I think for me, the biggest takeaway that I wanted to kind of send out there with apartment is this idea of the fact that you. In romantic relationships especially, you become really, really close and intimate with someone, and it's super sad when you break up because you suddenly have to stop that connection. Even yeah. even if you remain friends with these people, it's still never going to be as intimate as it was when you were a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for me, the apartment was really about, like, you might might have been a bad breakup, might have been an okay breakup. Either way, it's it's probably really devastating. Um, but you still shouldn't regret that. And, you know, relationships have a way of leaving kind of these imprints on us. We might pick up new hobbies. We might pick up new ideologies. We might pick up just new quirks from these people that we are really close with. And we retain those even when the relationship is over. Aww. 
that is so nice, Robin. <laughs> can I just? Can we just? Um, so here's what we'll do. We'll we'll just edit this whole episode down to just that, and we'll release it on Monday. And I think that'll okay, be great. I'm only if you're I don't like hearing my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you do or you don't? Yeah. So you just have to auto tune me, so I sound like a super awesome robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neither of us like hearing our voices, so we're just not going to listen to this. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> just just write. Right, we'll send you the transcript. Yeah. You guys saw our Kickstarter video. It was dirty. <laughs> no, that was good. Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so for me, um, apartment. Like I, I approached it from a different angle from Robin. Um, I was so I'm like I wanted to approach this from a game design standpoint, and I'm the sort of person who really likes I like action games, I like strategy games, I like deep game systems, and then we came up with this idea for this game that's about relationships and it's very narrative heavy. And so I was really interested in how we could make game mechanics that get you in the mind of the characters. Um, I was really interested in how can we get across who these people are, get you to empathize with them. Um, And the, the relationship side of it was initially to me, was just like, Oh, this is a really cool kind of story that we're telling and it turned it slowly turned for me into oh wait this actually really works really well in games Mm -hmm. relationships are so dynamic um the way that we feel about the people that we care about changes from day to day it changes over the years um we get to know them better and so we could use the game to help people i don't know understand how relationships evolve how they can fall apart, um, how we feel about other people, um, and how we try to make those connections and how those connections can maybe succeed or fail. And so for me, it was, I guess it was a little bit more analytical, um, mm-hmm. but <laughs> definitely like at the end of the, the day, I was like, man, like, I'm so glad we made this game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad too. I'm oh, so yeah. glad. We're, we're super glad. I want I, before I before I lose it. I wanted to piggy on one thing you said about the game mechanics. Okay. Uh, I have my favorite moments in the game for for sure, and I think my my favorite narrative was with William and May. My favorite like atmospheric, like the, my favorite linear experience of how I was brought through the room was definitely Jim. But my favorite game mechanic, and the only character we haven't talked about yet, was Rose, and how being the author, how you guys made it. So we actually have to get on our keyboard. And type out words story, yeah. to, to the story that she is writing and dealing with the interruptions, uh, the, the buzz-ins, <laughs> the text message, all of that. And, and you like, I could feel myself suddenly come in like, oh, my God, this, I'm having an affair. Don't tell my wife. Like, <laughs> you know, you just really get into the character in a way because you, you're typing it out. Like, that was a just, you know, for what you're saying, well done, freaking brilliant gameplay mechanic. I assume yes. you had something to do with that. <laughs> yeah, Ro- Rose is Rose is a really interesting one because it's we we when we first made it, it was massively love or hate. Some people found it amazing, and some people hated it so much. Mm-hmm. And like, part, I think part of the reason people hated it was you're not actually doing that much. Um, you're being told what to type, and you're just typing and you're reading. And the fun in that segment really comes from what's happening in your mind as you're going through it. It's not fun in the actual mechanics. You're Mm -hmm. just, you know, you get to click, you get to type. Um, It's really, I think it's the segment that respects the player the most out of all of them, even though I think it's a game that respects the player way more than a a lot of other games out on the market. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, Rose is, we give you the breadcrumbs and you form the trail back to what the story is. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, best part about that one that is so true because while master joe was typing i was wondering like is, is she talking about herself or yeah we we're trying to figure out <laughs> is she just talking about like the character and the story i'm like and then we get this text message i'm like oh no like what is she gonna do <laughs> oh no <laughs> better call batman yeah <laughs> it's funny it's like it's a the funny thing is if you think about it that story you're typing is a story in a story which is rose's story in another story, which is Nick's story. Oh, no, don't do it, Richard. <laughs> it's like Inception. How many levels deep did we just go? <laughs> yes. I think I was like five <laughs> levels deep of Inception. I mean, that, that, it's the whole segment of Rose was 
so Rose was the second one that we made, and um, we already so we already had the characters written out. Um, we had done all a lot of the backstory stuff before we got into you know this vignette structure, and so we were just like, well, we know that she's a novelist. What do novelists do? And it just like hit us like, okay, we're just going to make you type. It's the most obvious yeah. thing. That's so incredible. From it really went from there. Like then we have to tune it. Um, how do we make it enjoyable enough? We don't. We don't want it to actually write an entire novel, and so that's why we have text that fades in, um, and then we we switch it up with the text message. And the cool thing about the text message is now everything that you were typing before and everything that you type after is transformed. The way that you understand that story is completely different once you see the text message. And so the whole thing really is like you we were leading the players to understand more about the character just by pushing them gently in the right direction rather than like slapping you in the face with here's the story. Well, that's wow. awesome. Well, I'm so excited for this game. <laughs> like I'm so excited. I want to see, you know, how the characters overcoming or what happens. Like I just need to know. I got to know, bro. <laughs> I got to know. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like I'm like having all my friends like play the demo. Like you have to play this demo. It's kind of like an initiation into um, our circle now, in that you have to tell us, give us a thesis statement about your interpretation of apartment. And oh really? Based on that, they should have a class on this game. Not, we, <laughs> we can just all interpret relationships. Yeah. Play this game. Tell me, do you have a soul? <laughs> Apartment 101. <laughs> 101, yes. I have to say I was a little bit nervous when we were like, oh, we need to, we're going to kickstart this and put it out to the vast angry world of the internet. But overall, <laughs> yes. like the month of kickstarting, we got a lot of positive feedback and mm. a lot of people really seem to have fallen in love with the game. And that's like the best feeling ever. I was waiting for people to be like, oh, this is super gay. Uh. <laughs> and, like, everyone's just been like, this is so great. It made me cry. I'm crying right now. That's why, I mean, when we saw it we just had to play it and get in touch with you guys because i mean we kickstarted too and it is scary it's a scary thing and you know the whole reason we wanted to start this podcast and a lot of it kind of overlaps with that is just that you know you guys you know are living proof you got all that feedback there's a there's so many people out there gamers specifically that like need this stuff you know like we need to be able to figure ourselves out and express through our own mediums and have discussions about it through our own mediums and you know that's how we communicate and get along with each other and all this type of stuff like when i say god dude she's you know she's just like princess peach and someone else is like i know man like only gamers will understand what that means <laughs> you know even though i have no idea what that actually means just now yeah, I was question that too. yeah it's just an analogy but you know there's certain certain things that only we're gonna get and i think that you know using games as a medium to have those types of discussions is brilliant and just yeah. kudos to you guys and congratulations on your much success yes. and i hope for great success in the future great success <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so guys tell uh the listeners where they can find out more about apartment uh where you guys can play the demo where they can follow you and just be all in touch with apartment and the upcoming apartment too <laughs> featuring madison <laughs> madison on the road heartbreaker yeah <laughs> um let's see so our twitter handle is uh, a separated place um and you can find our website it's kind of tricky it's apartment ga.me um, and there you the can GA find demo and violence. Oh, it's apartment game, but we did the .me domain. Oh my yeah, gosh, so, I get yeah. it. We were too clever. <laughs> <laughs> it was really hard finding domains with apartment in them that weren't really expensive or taken. <laughs> <laughs> that is a creative fix, though. Very well done. Nice. Well, it's been thank you. Thank you again for allowing us to do this interview with you, mm-hmm. you guys. And thank you to everyone at home who's been listening in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Absolutely. Hope you enjoyed our long play of the demo. If you haven't, you can find that at heartpeacepodcast.com slash blog. You can see Master Wife and I playing through the hour plus uh, demo that we that we played through. It's it, incredibly amazing. If, you, if, if you've been yes. listening and it's like, oh my gosh, I've got to see this, go check it out and then go try it for yourself. Uh, the demo is available on Apartment's website, Apartment. G A dot M E game. Uh, you can definitely go check out there for Mac, PC, and Linux. Yeah, and then after you play the demo, leave your comments, and maybe we'll talk about apartment in future episodes as well. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll have uh, Richard and Robin back on yes, for another future episode. <laughs> yes. I don't know. 
Heart Peace Podcast Episode 2. Except that already happened. I was trying to be clever and it didn't work. (laughs) Word. Cool. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you listeners for tuning in. Uh, As always, you guys can find us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Stitcher, or on heartpeacepodcast.com. But until next time, peace out, heart pieces. (laughs)